0: everybody. Welcome back to A Higher Future. I'm Ubi Simignetti and as always I'm joined by Dr. Nicole Gravagna. Hi.
1: Good morning Ubi. Who are we talking to today?
0: So today we're talking to Ali Khan Ramatula. He's the VP of Content Strategy at iSIMS and iSIMS is a, a fellow local Colorado company. They're an applicant tracking system and they're they're turning out to be a really great partner for Interview IA. But uh, the reason we're talking, well, first of all, hi, Alakan, how are you? <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so, so the reason we wanted to connect was that partnership, but but where, you know, I'd love to hear first, like, how you got to become a part of iSIMS and, and what it is um, that you brought to iSIMS, what your company brought to iSIMS, and then we'll dive in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, you know, on a high level, we started what was, you know, Altru Labs uh, about three years ago in the space, which is a employee generated video technology. So companies use our product to um, source uh, video stories from their employees. We gave those companies the ability to edit, brand and approve those videos, and then ultimately to distribute them into their uh, really talent attraction experience. So that's on career sites, job descriptions, email and social media. The reason I bring that up is because, um, you know, from an iSIMS perspective, iSIMS has a number of different technologies um, across the, the, the funnel of the candidate experience, right? ATS, career sites, chatbots, text mm-hmm. recruit, et cetera. And, um, you know, a, a big thesis that we had uh, that, that I think both organizations had was that if we can humanize the um, experience and even consumerize the experience for candidates through our people, it would make for um, not only you know, iSIM's product to be stronger, but also for us and our impact to be significantly larger in a significantly shorter amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. We had about 120 enterprise companies that we worked with um, uh, pre-acquisition. Um, ISIMs has over 4,500 companies now to date, right? So we're able right. to, to really broaden our impact in, in a, um, a relatively short amount of time and then even strengthen the, the overall product of both companies too.
0: Well, I think what's interesting, uh, so you started about three years ago, so obviously pre-COVID. You know, what what was the importance of video back then? And then because I want to go into, like, why is it
2: even more important now? Yeah, sure. So I'll I'll answer that first question uh, first. Um, You know, when we were starting the company, we felt like there were a number of um, really consumer marketing uh, initiatives that were making their way into talent acquisition uh, in, in a three to five year lag is, is, is what I usually see, right? So you think about like personalized shopping experiences and um, that led to the career sites and, and CRMs out there to create a personalized shopping experience for the candidates shop search. Uh, then you, you know there's a number of chatbots that you interact with on the consumer side. Now there are chatbots in TA, right? Um, so, the inflection point that we saw um, at that time was this idea of influencer marketing. So, in consumer, you know this to be the way companies market their products through people instead of, let's say, uh, TV commercials. And we felt that in town acquisition, it's actually more relevant to have that strategy because the TA, um, you know, we know that your candidates trust your people significantly more than they trust your company. There's this LinkedIn stat that candidates trust your uh, employees three times more than they trust your company. To deliver credible information on what it's like to work there, right? Um, so when we saw that shift in influencer marketing, we said, "Well, we should actually bring that here, right?" Because in in TA, um, unlike influencer marketing on consumer, I don't sell you a product, right? I don't sell you this watch. I don't sell you anything specific. I sell you the employee's experience, right? Which is best delivered by the employee. Um, so so that was kind of the the opportunity that we saw, um, and, and fortunately being being one of the first market.
1: Yeah. That's this reminds great. me of when I was shopping for colleges and, and I went to visit a college and one of the students that was there came to me and sure. she she says, it's terrible here. Don't come here. And I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, I don't funny. need to hear anymore. Yeah, that it is a very powerful thing to hear the experience of someone who is literally in the middle of experiencing it.
2: Yeah, well, and I think to, to that point, right, I, I think that specific example that you just gave, Nicole, is super interesting. And it, it, it almost reminds me a little bit more of like Glassdoor, right, where Glassdoor has these polarizing reviews that you go to. They're either super positive or, or, or super negative when in reality, right, it's somewhere in between that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the way that we, you know, convey this to companies is that, you know, Glassdoor, while they've built a really effective business, they provide value most off of uh, a fear to companies right you have to you have to like take your competition and their jobs off you have to try to moderate your reviews Um, whereas what we try to do with our companies is you can now play offense with user generated content right um companies can get feedback from their employees on what it's like to work there they can they can approve that content and they can um they can dictate you know what content actually gets distributed as well so it gives companies this idea of like parental oversight, right? On, on their um, talent attraction strategy.
1: How does it actually work? So if, if if let's say we were going to use this at, at interview IA and we're we're going to hand this out to our, our current employees, uh, what would their experience be in, in documenting their, their experience as an employee?
2: Yeah, good question. So there's a few different ways on how we do this, right? We've got uh, we've got a mobile app. Uh, we've got a, a desktop web application as well, or like just through the web browsers. You don't have to download anything. Um, effectively, what happens here is companies create prompts for their employees, uh, like, what's, uh describe how you've grown your career here?" or "What was what were your first thirty days like here?" Um, who's your closest peer at work, and what projects have you worked on with them? Right? Um, how do we how are you supported from a diversity perspective? I mean, a number of different questions and prompts based on specific themes. Um, they then nominate specific employees to answer those uh, specific prompts or questions, and employees quite literally get a push notification to their phone, or they get an email. Um, they swipe into our application, um, they see the prompt. Uh, the company can have talking points, right, on what they want the employee to acknowledge or, or discuss, and they, you know, convey their um, they, they convey their story, and that is then sent to the company for approval, right? So uh, after the employee's video is created, it's sent for approval the company, they can go in to review it. They can even edit and brand the content. So we have kind of like an Instagram style editor where you can add logos, text boxes, images. You could stitch together different videos of your employees' perspectives. And then they can tag that content and ensure it's distributed in the right way. So you can distribute on your career site. You can map these videos to job descriptions. So if Nicole is a software engineer, then her video gets linked to a software engineering job description for personalization. Uh, We can also do this on social media and through email communications as well.
1: How, so how do you handle um, a company could, in theory, choose the wrong employees, where what, even though it sounds like they're saying very positive things, or it sounds like, like it might be a, a, a good description of what's happening in the company, uh, that, in fact, it backfires? Is there a way for you to pre-test the content before it goes out to new candidates?
2: Yeah, I mean, the pre-test is the approval process, right? Like <laughs> employees create the videos and they're sent to the company for approval. Um, and so it's up to the company to uh, review those videos and approve them, as I, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean,
1: it, I guess it's, there's there's always sort of a psychology behind it. Like you might say like, oh, they're saying the right thing about our company, but then, you know, it goes out into the world and it's it's uh, something... It doesn't land right on an audience. Is is there um, is there anything that you can do to prevent that?
2: Yeah, we'll, you can you take, take the video rest. down. <laughs> uh,
1: fair
0: enough. Fair well, yeah, enough. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, that's a good question. I, like, it, when it, like,
2: I mean, just candidly speaking, from a like a pure technology standpoint, when you right. put something out in the ether, it's out in the ether, right? Oh, yeah. And 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 you can you could take it down i get where you're coming at but i don't think the, the, the question is 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 phrased right um i think what what i would what i would what i would mention here is that we always encourage our companies to you know it's not just about invoking positivity in a response from from an employee right you don't want the employee to be inauthentic on on what it's like to work at the company right um actually the best videos that we see from a data perspective are the videos where the employee presents a challenge, right? Or a limitation that they had and how they were able to overcome that challenge and limitation, right? Uh, maybe it's a project that they worked on. Maybe it was difficult for them to network at the company and and, and find their peer group, right? And 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 what the company did to um, allow the employee to, to get through that challenge and, and um, see it as an opportunity and a solution. Um, I think oftentimes we have to encourage our companies to, to understand it's it's, you can't just be purely positive because the only thing that's worse than not filling a vacant role is um, is filling that role and then having that employee have a false assumption on what it's like to work here and then churning or leaving after a month or two months. It actually costs the company a lot more than just having a vacant role out there. So mm-hmm. we do try to encourage this level of authenticity and you have to both filter in and filter out, right? Um, it's It's, you know, working at Amazon is not for everyone. Right, um, but yeah. it is rewarding, and it is for top performers right and 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 there's a there's a element of rigor at working at those top tier companies that um, don't exist amongst others, and that's not for everyone, but it it could be the perfect place for somebody um and and that challenge could be something that um, a specific employee or an individual wants to go through from a growth standpoint as well hmm. are you are you measuring
0: like sentiment and things like that from like how what kind of data are you getting? to know that it's it's working other than making the right hire and things like that but
2: yeah yeah of course um so from a from a data standpoint um there's kind of two ways that we look at it first is we measure uh we actually measure sentiment analysis on the the video that the employee creates so um what happens when we create when when the employee creates the video our technology actually runs closed captions on on the video so hmm. Um, we have the entire um, uh, you know, transcript of what the employee said. We actually run that through IBM Watson. Um, so IBM Watson yeah. has a, what's called a tone analyzer uh, mm-hmm. technology uh, where you can input sentences into what Watson is, uh, into Watson and and they will then uh, show both positive and negative sentiments coming from the employee. So when you think about doing this in enterprise organizations where you might have hundreds or thousands of videos coming in at once, um, Watson gives you a sentiment grade uh, from you know A to F, if you will, on mm-hmm. how effective the video is from a from a positive uh, negative standpoint, right? Um, so that's kind of one element of it, right? From the, from for the company, but then secondly, for the for the candidate, right? And how do we enable companies to you know measure their ROI, uh, which was part of your question as well, is we layer on top. So we're never the platform of choice, we layer on top of the career site or the CRM or the ATS, right? So we look at all of the kind of measuring points that the company um, had been going through before um, the video studio was on board. So you think about um, time on site, how much time can it spend on site, um, conversion rates on the job descriptions, um the 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 video duration viewed to completion right so how much of that video was viewed until another action was taken or how many videos are viewed per session as well um so we look at the uh statistics and the data that the company was measuring before um and then we see what what's the delta effect right so we've seen up to a you know a 34% increase on conversion rates on the job descriptions, we see up to a 37% increase of time spent on the career site. So it's just investing more in learning about the company's brand. And then, lastly, we see a pretty significant spike in SEO traffic as well. Um, so when you're able to embed video content on your career site, differentiate it across your different job descriptions, well then Google starts to take notice, right? Because Google gives video a significantly higher SEO score than it gives uh, text or images. So our companies benefit from from an organic search standpoint as well.
1: You've, you've really taken the marketing and, and sales process into attracting candidates,
2: which mm-hmm.
1: when you talk about it like this, it seems kind of obvious, but it's not <laughs> obvious at all. People don't think about candidates as a customer in any way. Yeah. And, and you really do. You're treating this as, as though they're shopping for yeah. the next thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I and I think you know many companies have started. So you're you're, you're absolutely right. I'd agree that it, town acquisition has been late to the game in, in treating candidates as customers, mm-hmm. right? And then you look at it like to consumer companies, like you know we work with like CBS, right, and and, and Wells Fargo, and a number of co- direct to consumer companies, and their candidates are actually their customers, right? Like yeah. I go to CBS on a biweekly basis, right? And so if I have a bad experience as a candidate, that might impact my purchasing decisions, decisions right? Um, so I think what really we stumbled upon was the the fact that, you know, it's important to treat your candidates customers, sure. But when we looked at the content that companies were creating when we first started the company, it was primarily like professional video production, right? So our number one competition. Yeah was uh, professional agencies that would come into the office and, and, and create professional videos for companies, right? Um, and I I look at those videos and I would say, we look at those videos and we say, well, that looks like a TV commercial, right? It, it's very inauthentic, yeah. it's very scripted. And it's not really giving me any real insight on what the company, like the, the company is not this beautiful utopia, right? That you like uh, step into and and everything is just uh, you know amazing, right? Um, and so we, we looked at that and we said, well, actually, companies need authenticity, right? And, and that authenticity comes from user generated content, right? Where it's not the most polished video, right? It's not going to be a TV commercial for the Super Bowl, um, but it allows for the candidate, you know, the candidate doesn't want to be sold to, they want to get a better understanding on what it's like to work with a company. Um, and I, I think what, what happened, and, and, and Yubi kind of alluded to this earlier on the conversation is when COVID hit last March, well, the companies couldn't hire the professional video agencies to come to their office because no one was in the office, right? Everyone was at home and they needed a way to engage with their uh, employees and their candidates, right? And, and as long as you have you know, a phone or a computer, you can participate in, in, in our platform, right? And so that was a big inflection point for companies to understand, oh, now, we don't even have the choice. And then you, you, you tack on to that. If you look at big media out there today, um, whether you watch CNN or Fox or CNBC or CBS, it doesn't matter. All of those interviews are now user-generated interviews, right? People are getting on Zoom and, yep. like, they're on national TV, right? So companies are uh, – the, the biggest media outlets are seeing, okay, we get – 80% of the way there on 20% of the effort with user-generated content, right? And, and I think COVID, this, this idea of remote, the future of work um, hit that and, and and you know, we're fortunate like to, to, to play as, as, that was a tailwind for us, right? And, and we're fortunate to, to, to kind of play into that as well. Yeah, yeah I, I guess
1: it's, it's like Vine and TikTok and now it's brought into all parts of our lives. It's not just for fun anymore, it's for yeah. all the things.
0: There's a blend. Gotcha. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, so so what you know, it, because it, yeah, it seems to me like this has become a priority now, right? It's almost it's it's very much similar to the diversity and inclusion conversation where mm-hmm. you know before it was a check the box or you know maybe a nice to have, but after George Floyd's murder, it became it's a, now a priority, right? Leaders, so are you seeing that? Are you seeing leader leaders executives of companies going? we need this, like we have to somehow create an authentic relationship with candidates in this virtual world.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, and I agree with the, the, you know, the parallel from a nice standpoint. i mean, We even have companies that use us purely for d right? It's, yeah. it's, okay, instead of putting a landing page off of, um, what our DNI efforts are, or what our employee resource groups are, and they are the comprised of. Let's have the people at the company that are part of these employee resource groups tell their story, right, and how they've yeah. been supported by the company, right. Again, just like humanizing um, a, a, an initiative that is at the company, right, um, instead yeah. of through text or images. Um, I think you know an interesting point that you had you had mentioned was like you know this becoming a priority and how it's become a priority, right. Um, a big part of you know, the, the, the secret sauce here, if you will, which is in the secret, is allowing companies to approve the content, right? When we work with, we're primarily working sure. with Fortune 500 companies. Like 90% of the companies we work with are Fortune 1000, I would say. And um, they need, from a compliance perspective, from a risk standpoint, the ability to approve content. Yeah. And secondly, the other element that we saw was, okay, companies always have a platform like their career site or CRM that they need the content to be integrated with. So mm-hmm. when we looked at companies that did this, you know, besides us, they'd said, okay, UB, create your video. Um, and UB would create his video and they would just sit in this library on the back end yeah. and the company would have to manually download the video and upload it to the career site. And you, you can't yeah. do that with every, you know you have thousands of job descriptions that are open. You can't do that with every single one of them. So what what we did, and this is more of a credit to our engineering team was um, because we, Taking all the transcripts of the videos because we can tag all the videos, um, we can actually programmatically map them to the platform the company's using, whether that's the career site, the ATS, or, or, or the CRM, and that allows for companies to now personalize this content. Right where um, you know Nicole is a female engineer at the company, so I'm actually gonna, and she's giving her story, so I'm gonna put her video on a job description, an engineering job description. So I can actually attract more female engineering candidates, right? Yeah. Instead of seeing a white man talking about his job at the company or seeing the right. CEO talking about his job at the company. So um, it was both the this inflection point of this needs to be done, but it's also tactically of, okay, we're allowing you to approve this content. We're also allowing you to programmatically map this. So this is going to save you a lot of time. And it's going to help increase your engagement and conversion rates as well.
0: Have you seen any, um, what's the right word? Not backlash, but, but concerns ris- arise from the, the, um, approval aspect of it only because, so, you know, thinking before, you know, that very, you know, very performative things that companies would do would be like, let's put the black square on our Instagram because, you know, to support black lives matter, you know, very, and that's what a lot of diversity initiatives sort of look like very performative spin. Um, and so, You know, is is there a fear there that because there's an approval and I get the approval process, don't get me wrong at all. But is there ever a fear or concern that's brought up about, well, this just gives them the opportunity to twist my words, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There there certainly is. Right. And I think the way that we think about this is, um, okay, you can either, you know, you can either give a, a free form employee can say whatever they want right? Which is mm-hmm. um, generally detrimental to the company. Like you see it with, with Glassdoor and like yep. all the the uh, polarizing reviews that you have. Or you have a, a TV commercial, right? Which is like very yeah. highly produced and very highly scripted, right? It takes a bunch of takes. The employee expensive. might leave after two, three months. It's super expensive. It's not scalable, et cetera. So... Um, what we saw was like, wow, there's a huge gray area here. Yeah. And there's sure questions to be answered in the huge gray area. There's always questions to be answered in TA, right. right? Like in TA technology. Um, but that was something when you look at, you know, um, you know impact on, on the Y-axis and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, value on the, on the X-axis or, or like you know, the, the amounts of work it takes, we were still sitting at the top right compared to all the other um, options, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, you do have to strike a balance between the company twisting your words or the company being inauthentic and uh, the employee sharing their story. Um, but that's why you know, we have content strategists on our team that analyze the data and even understand, um, OK, what makes a really great story? So um, you mm-hmm. guys are probably familiar with Simon Sinek and he, you know, started, sure. uh, he wrote a book called Start With Why and Finding Your Why as well. And uh, you know, we feel like we're almost like the technology layer of that book, right? It's about mm-hmm. asking the right questions to employees yeah. to invoke you know, in, emotional and authentic uh, responses. And when you ask the right second and Love third that. level questions, um, you're able to source a really, really great story and allow the employee to understand, mm-hmm. oh, that's why I'm here as well. Uh, which mm-hmm. then in turn uh, engages and attracts the candidate too. So we, we, it is pretty scientific, and we don't just say, hey, employee, you know. <laughs> Tell us about. Yeah, say today. whatever you um, want. <laughs> yeah, it, it is like you know why, why are you here or, yeah. or what challenges yeah. have you gone through and, and how did you overcome them? Like what projects have you worked on with the peer? Um, yeah. You know, how did you fail and, and how would you overcome that? So, so those are really important to to, to ask and incorporate um, to to kind of answer to to, to that Absolutely. limitation that you brought up. Absolutely,
1: it's interesting that you bring up start with why because um, most people who follow Simon Sinek forget that start with why was about sales. Uh, start with why, so that you can yeah. get your point across mm-hmm. to somebody, so they know what you're selling and they can buy into it, and and that I didn't is even know my, that. That's good to know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so it, it's it it is what you're talking about here, like uh, gaining the trust of the person mm-hmm. that you're attempting to share information with, so that they may join you, and yep. and that part that you're talking about the authenticity is the fastest way to gain someone's trust just to say, you know, here, here's what was really happening here. We're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. That's yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That you've gotten through all that. Um, Well, and I think
0: too, you know, what, what, what that gets me to is um, what a great way as an organization and as a leadership of an organization to understand whether your efforts to build a truly inclusive place of work are working or not. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you could tell pretty quickly, the, you know, how your employees are feeling and the inauthenticity with which they might be telling their story. I mean, that comes across pretty clearly, especially in video. That's why video, again, it's great. Like you can tell. And, and so it's, it, it really can be, a, I think, I'm, I imagine an eye opener too, for organizations to say, okay, maybe we need to step back a minute. We've got some things to fix first, because otherwise we're never going to attract the right people.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely right. And, you know Some companies will come to us and say like, well, what if I can't get my employees to create the videos? Like, how do you solve for adoption, right? Which is a big yeah. question that we generally get. And, um, you know, we have many, like, uh, elements that we can we can we can take on to ensure we get adoption. So example, you know, LinkedIn shows companies um, who from their who from their organization actually posts on LinkedIn the most, um, on, uh, mm-hmm. on a daily or weekly basis. So, you know, and understand, okay, who's trying to build their personal brand out there. Um, so it's fairly easy for us to identify, but then we also say like, look, if you really struggle with getting employees to talk about their experience at the company, that is not a technology problem. That is a company. problem. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, like, let's go solve that first. Like maybe we're yes. a step two or a step three for you, but let's solve that first. And, and here's why it's important, right? It's, it's important because, you know, we talked about this earlier of, okay, this, uh, Nicole brought it up. Like, candidates as consumers right and I remember we mm-hmm. we came across this um, this notion of uh, it's, it's called uh, Brian Chesky's 11star experience so Brian Chesky is uh, the founder of Airbnb mm-hmm. and his his idea here was okay if we think about like a five-star review on Airbnb it is uh, you know I get to the Airbnb um, I find the key easily and the house is clean I have a good stay and then I leave right that and I'll give the I'll give the Airbnb five stars right but in, in in general, if you really think about that, that's a pretty mediocre experience, right? So he, <laughs> yeah. he extrapolates that to say, okay, well, what is a six-star experience? And uh, a six-star experience is, you know, I get to the Airbnb and the fridge is stocked with my favorite food and snacks, right? Yep. Um, that's a six-star. And, and, and what's a seven-star experience? Okay, so a seven-star experience is I get to the Airbnb and the host actually picks me up from the airport and wow. drives me to, uh, drives me to or I get to the uh, airport and the host picks me up and they drives me to the airport.
1: I've had um, that happen.
2: anyway. He, yeah, wow. there you go. And, and, and then you get this to the you get this to the 11th star. So he like skips over to the 11th star. The 11th star experience is you get to the airport. Um, there's a limo that that picks you up. Um, as you get to the, the the house, there's a there's an entire parade, uh, chanting your name for yeah. you. You 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 know you you get into the to, to the house. The, the fridge is stocked. Um, the host has actually uh, made reservations at the most exclusive restaurant. Um, in the city and, um, you know, everything is laid out for you. Right. And, um, and then, you know, you get to meet Elon Musk as well. Like, right. and, and, and then and you get the so, deed
0: to the house.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. And so, so his, so, so Brian's point here is like, okay, obviously like the 11 star experience you can't do, right. Um, it, it's, it's inconceivable for us as Airbnb to do that. But when you back that up now into the seven and eight star twins, that makes the seven and eight star experience, um, you yeah. know, doable and feasible, right? Somebody actually picked you up from the, from the airport, right? Um, wow. and, and so when we think about that from a TA standpoint, it's the 11-star experience for candidates is a candidate gets to um, you know, come to the office, uh, has, a, has a, a buddy that went to their alma mater, that gives them a tour around the office, that talks to them about their experience at the company one-on-one and answers any of their questions, helps prepare them for the interview process as well right? Um, but companies cannot do that, right? That's inconsistent. But when you back that up, well, now the seven-star experience is candidates get to engage with employees in an asynchronous way, hear about their experience, make sure that uh, make sure that content is targeted. Basically, if I'm an engineer, I see engineering content. If I'm a salesperson, I see sales uh, some content from mm-hmm. salespeople. And that's what we're trying to build, right? We're trying to build a seven, eight-star experience for companies to mm-hmm. communicate and convert their candidates as they are customers and consumers.
1: I suspect you're not trying. I suspect
2: you're doing. Yeah. We're, yeah, well, depending on who you ask, and you know, depending on the day <laughs> of the week you ask me, we're either trying or doing it really well.
0: No, so. uh, it's awesome. Yeah, we're we're excited. We're uh, like I said, we're we're excited to, to um, you know, dig into a partnership with Isims, and and I suspect you know we'll be working with you all even more too. Is you know because there's this, uh, you know, th- there's this whole. Um, sequence of things that need to happen to create that seven or eight star experience and i think we all Mm -hmm. are kind of lining up a really nice way to be able to do that so um awesome well yeah ali khan thank you man this has been a pleasure it's it's such a you know it's just fascinating to see where we're going and where companies need to go if they're going to grow more successfully become more diverse and more inclusive particularly in a post pandemic world um And so I think, you know, I just, I love what you guys are doing and the approach you're taking. And I think companies, you know, need to kind of stand up and take notice because it, those companies who aren't doing it and who don't, you know, who don't
2: catch up are are not going to be around much longer. I really feel like, so thank you. hundred percent. Well, appreciate you guys having me and, and uh, yeah, we look forward to working with you guys and uh, feel free to reach out if it could be helpful. Awesome. Absolutely. And thank you all for continuing to
0: tune in a higher future. uh, Check, check out the the page for uh, other, other great guests and we'll see you next time. Thank you.